Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 5 of the Chaotic Sports Podcast. I'm your host and content creator, Patrick Brown. And ladies and gentlemen, what a very chaotic show we have for you tonight. For the title of this episode, I'm going to title it Chaotic Dreams and Nightmares. The past few days have been a lot of chaos filled with Nightmares on top of nightmares, and a few sweet dreams in between. We're going to lead off with the Deshaun Watson suspension. I've got a lot to say about that for sure. And then we're going to go back to AB and why he's still jealous and very envious that he's not in camp right now by taking shots at Tom Brady. More on that later in the show. We've got Coach Dion Primetime Sanders hires uh, Vikings, former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. And I'll explain to you why I believe that this was a very good hire and why Jackson State is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the HBCU and this SWAC in general. Giannis to Chicago in the near future? Hmm. I can see that happening, but we'll, I'll save my thoughts for that when that segment rolls around. And then, last topic of the night, we're going to touch on LeBron James staying in L.A. for another two seasons. Can they win now? I'll have my thoughts on that as well. But first, let us begin with the nightmare around the NFL, the biggest story in the sport right now, and that's Deshaun Watson. Ladies and gentlemen, I honestly, let, let, let me put it to you like this. If I were the commissioner and I had been in that position, Deshaun Watson would have been suspended for this year, 17 games, and seven games next year. Grand total of 24 games reason why I say that is because everything that has come out over the last several months about this young man has not been pretty. Now, as you may know, he was suspended originally for six games, which was last week, which was the starting point. And then the NFL appealed his suspension, and they were pushing for the whole season. But somewhere along the line, they compromised to make it 11 games. As I sat and gathered my thoughts for this particular segment, there's a lot of nightmares around that topic because all I kept thinking about was the women in this situation. They have been traumatized to a, a degree. It's hurt their business. And not only that, they have to feel some type of way that the NFL has kind of, you know, closed their ears on this particular matter. I've got some theory as to why 
the NFL basically just say, you know what, we're, we're going to do what we can, but we'll, we'll go along with, you know, the 11-game suspension. Because the truth be told, somewhere in the NFL PA, someone said, well, he's done set out. Uh, he set out all last season. He set out because he didn't want to play for the Texans. That had nothing to do with what's going on right now. So I don't know how that would have he kind of got figured in. But if I were been Roger Goodell, I would have slammed the gavel on Deshaun Watson. That's no joke. It, this whole nightmare has done it's it's been a mess for the league. It's been a mess for the fans. Not only that, the women who are fans of the NFL. They somehow believe that they 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 should they should feel some type of way because these particular situations with with the uh, with the predatory of uh assaults and the violence and everything that he was doing, the predatory behavior, it kind of raised their eyebrows. Not only that, their ears perked up and their eyes were wide open to see how Roger Goodell was gonna handle this particular matter. Case in point, Deshaun Watson still has some issues to iron out. He's got to go through counseling. He's got to check all the boxes. And not only that, he's got to earn the graces of the fans before he can be trusted again. Now, with that being said, he still didn't show no remorse whatsoever with his speech or his apology, however, however you want to put it, that he made right after the suspension was handed down. This was a bad PR move by the Browns. Very, very bad. And the person that's in their PR, they should be fired immediately. This was about as worse as it could get for not only the league, but for the Cleveland Browns organization, which is a complete clown show right now. I feel sorry for the fans, the women, and everyone that has been impacted by this because not only has it affected me as a man, but my heart goes out to the women and all the the, the ones that have, you know, were involved in the situation. If you're guilty, why are you settling? Because if you're not guilty, you're going to fight for your innocence and your name, to clear your name. And just as he said the other day, he remains, um, he's going to, he's the innocent and he's going to stand on it. Now, that was probably the most whack apology and sincerity I've seen from an athlete. Someone should have told him, don't go to the mic, but it's the Cleveland Browns. What more could you have expected? As a NFL fan, I'm disgusted. I'm real disgusted by how this was handled. But, case in point again, the personal conduct policy was exposed through the course of all this. Whether we like it or not, this is one policy that is all over the place and you don't know where to start because it's not clarified in the bylaws as to what is good bad, or however you want to put it, conduct policy, personal conduct policy. 
this this one policy in the near future will be reworded in the next collective bargaining agreement. Let's move on to the the flip side of this of this nightmare. <sighs> I tell you what, the Browns look dumb and dumber with this contract. They were dumb enough to give Deshaun Watson two hundred and thirty million fully guaranteed. He was suspended eleven games and then fined five million dollars. What did he do? That was that's just two slaps on the wrist, a slap on each wrist, pretty much, and a five million dollar fine. <sighs> and the more I think about it. I would have just said, "You're done. I don't, don't don't worry about playing football this year for the whole season, or part of next season. You you need to be taught. This is a teaching moment for all players and everyone in an organization that this kind of behavior should not and will not be tolerated. The Houston Texans, his former team, they should be stripped of draft picks and fined." A big hefty fine because the enabling behavior that they condoned over the course of a year and a half, we can't ignore that, folks. We cannot ignore that at all. I don't care what people say. Well, if that's the case, why did the Texans not say a whole lot during when it all came out? You know, this whole, these allegations about Deshaun Watson and, you know, the sexual misconduct with all these massage therapists. You mean to tell me you're going to look into it and you're looking at it each and every time he goes and has an appointment with these massage therapists. You knew what was going on, so don't play dumb with me. As a fan, I could see right through that. That was bull jive from the start whenever they... Said, oh, they were going to look into it, and they were awfully quiet. I've never seen an organization be that quiet before. That that was a red flag, because they knew if they opened up their mouths, that they were going to be in hot water. But as the story unfolded and unraveled, they they had their hands in it as well. So, therefore, two wrongs don't make a right. And Roger Goodell, once again, should go after the Houston Texans. It's, they they just as guilty as the shot is. But just as soon as he said he wanted out of Houston, that's when all this came about. The allegations into this and whatnot. But I've never seen anything more bizarre than this in all my years of watching football. Mainly the NFL. One of the most disgusting allegations and cases that they've had in years and I, that I can remember, that I can recall. There's been some players with some dumb, dumb mistakes and and whatnot, but th- this is by far the worst one that they've had to deal with under in the Roger Goodell uh, era. I know there's been a few, but I don't feel like going to those right now, but let's stick to Deshaun Watson because this is, it's bothered me the last two weeks or so since this whole suspension came down and after, you know, what was, you know, said over the last couple of days. And to me, the Haslam's didn't care because somewhere in their mind, they were high-fiving 
they're like, oh, man, well, at least we're getting for, you know, at least the last, you know, the playoff stretch, you know, from end of November into December, you know, we still have a, uh, a shot to make the playoffs, so that's good for us. Those next five or six games that he plays are going to be rough, and rightfully so. That is going to be rough because fans are going to boo him like crazy. And I, 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 I won't refute that. I, I can't, I, I, I'm right there with him. I'm one of the few fans that be like, man, they actually let this guy play. If he were to miss any kind of counseling session within the, the compromise agreement, I think they can probably suspend him another game or two for failing to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? to abide by the agreement that they, uh, or him going to counseling and all that before he could be reinstated. <sighs> We're already almost 13 minutes in, and I feel like I could go on this subject forever, but I want to go inside the mind of Roger Goodell. There's a scene in the biopic straight out of Compton that I want to use to describe Roger Goodell right now. There's a scene where Ice Cube walks into the Priority Records office of one of the uh, label heads, and he walks in there with a baseball bat, and he starts smashing everything in the office, the desk, the plaques on the wall, and and whatnot, and the guy gets underneath of his desk, and he's kind of frantic at what's going on, and my mindset and my chaotic Hindsight, I have a feeling that was probably what Roger Goodell was wanting to do. Not that he wanted to suspend Deshaun for the whole season, but the simple fact that is he it was somebody he he knew he blew it. And he was gonna sit back and whatever he could to keep his cool, but if that had been me, i I probably would have probably broken a few things in my in my office and Probably thought nothing of it because of the anger and frustration. So Roger Goodell, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. If you know you should, if you wanted to suspend Deshaun and NFLPA, his representations, that let's let's come to, uh, let's come somewhere in a comp a compromised uh, suspension. So he was probably thinking, dang, the one time I, I I can actually do something to protect our league, and now I'm now I'm you know back into a that's pretty much what happened. So, the backlash that's been Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns, you deserve it. You deserve every bit of the backlash that's come here in your direction. Alright, let's try to transition to another nightmare athlete, Antonio Brown. Last week, he was Jerry Jones to calling. And then this week, he took shots at Tom Brady for using or manipulating the media in order to, you know, get out of training camp, manipulating the Bucks organization to get out of training camp. First of all, Mr. A.B., Tom Brady has earned the right to be excused from the Bucks organization as he deals with personal family matters. He sat down with the Buccaneers upon returning and let them know what was going on 
to make sure he had that balance between uh, work and life balance, which is perfectly fine because I believe Tom Brady was kind of skeptical about coming back. And then there's probably some things that he had to iron out with, you know, with the wife and the kids and, you know, just just keeping everything, you know, professionals like, you know, this this is lit. Can I can I go back and play one more year? And I and I promise you that I'll I'll make sure home is taken care of before anything else occurs. Tom Brady is he's earned that right, A B. You haven't. Tom Brady is the the kind of player and teammate you want in your locker room. Winner, a fiery competitor, he's passionate, he's still the face of the league in year twenty three. He hasn't been in trouble with the league. I know some people will still hold Spygate and Deflategate over his head, but that's a subject for another day. Brady has been everything that you want. A.B., you're just jealous and envious that you're not in camp right now. Nobody wants to sign you. Tom Brady doesn't need your validation to take excuse absences from the Bucks to take care of personal matters. That's between him and the Buccaneers. That has nothing to do with you. Leave Tom Brady alone. He's not bothering you. If he's, if you keep taking shots at him, he's just kind of going to laugh it off like, well, that's A.B. A.B.'s going to, he's got to stay relevant one way or another. And this is his way of being petty. Because nobody wants to sign him. What do we know about A.B.? Everything that I mentioned last week. Not only that, if a team were to sign A.B., guess what else will come up? Oh, I've got to have the ankle surgery. You've had all offseason to get this ankle surgery done. If it was that much of a career-threatening injury, why didn't you get it done? Like, as soon as you were cut by the Bucks, You had all offseason, and here it is. We're in the preseason, and, and nobody ain't signed you. That's a good thing. Stay away from the NFL. Stay stay off the football field. We don't want you. We don't want your shenanigans on the field. We don't want to see you chucking the deuces in the middle of December and a cold weather game and throwing your pads and, you know, hyping everybody up. We we don't want that. We we want to see a competitive football game. We don't see you acting dumb on the field. And if any team were to sign you, good luck. Don't even Dallas, stay away from A.B. As I said last week, stay away from Antonio Brown and that nightmare that he is. All right. Now that we got the two nightmares out of the way, I, uh, man, Jesus, help me. This is, this has been, I've been sitting on this for the last few days and it's, I'm just letting it out. I'm just out with the old and in with the new. Moving on to the the sweet dreams of the podcast. Ah, okay, here we go. Jackson State head coach Dion Primetime Sanders hired former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer to be on his coaching staff. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a, a great hire by Dion, Coach Prime. Shout out to Jackson State University and Coach Prime and his staff. They are, they're doing some things, and Coach Prime is really putting his, using his resources to recruit young men to come be a part of something special. He's 
giving coaches who were outcasts to come on his staff and re uh, reassess themselves and reevaluate who they are as coaches before they decide to take on another head coaching job and rather be college or you know get another shot in the NFL. Coach Prime and Mike Zimmer's relationship goes back to when Coach Zim was the defensive backs coach in Dallas, you know, during Dion's time, whenever, you know, my Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 1995, Coach Zim was on that staff, and they have a very great relationship. They had, Coach Prime is very fond of, of Coach Zim, vice versa. Um, I can remember during the, I think it was during last year that, you know, Coach Prime had called Zim during a press conference, and and he's like, oh, that, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's prime. I, I, he answered it during this. And he said, oh, hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a press conference right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me call you back. And you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a very good relationship. I, I like to hire and it's another NFL head coach on his staff with experience. And I know that those young men are going to love coach Zimmer because he is a fiery head coach. <laughs> fiery coach. I mean, I've seen him be animated when he was in Cincinnati as their uh, defensive coordinator, and, and then he got the head coach position in Minnesota, and it didn't work out the way that he wanted to. You know, they got to the NFC Championship game, but what happened with Zim and Minnesota is their relationship with Kirk Cousins. We could go on and on and on about that, but I want to, you know, let Coach Zim have his moment, because this is a great hire, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm I'm a fan of Mike Zimmer's. I wasn't a fan of uh, how his tenure ended in Minnesota because I think he was he dealt with you know trying to get a team ready to play and then you know quarterback who has had had his struggles, but being away from NFL for a little bit will allow him to experience something different. You know, being an HBCU. You know, going on the recruiting trail and helping develop young men into, you know, NFL prospects because he's got the right uh, coaching and a uh, coach prime. And I, I think this is a great working relationship that's going to be something special to watch them being um, HBCU and what Jackson State's trying to, you know, they're just, they're moving forward and Jackson State is breaking down the doors for former head coaches and whatnot, and Deion's hiring if guys, if you, if, you, if you can coach, you're going to get an opportunity regardless of your skin color. That That's one thing that I can say that, you know, Coach Prime is doing. He's giving, he's breaking down that door. He's leveling the playing field, and he's going to be able to compete with, you know, the head coaches in the South, mainly in the SEC and ACC country, and not only that, his contemporaries in the HBCU, because he's, He's doing things, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm very happy with the direction that the Jackson State University is going, and I wish Coach Zim and Coach Prime nothing but the best as they embark on being on the same staff together. So, congrats to Mike, uh, Coach Mike Zim. Giannis to Chicago in the near future. Hmm. Let's let's see how this sweet dream comes about. As we all know. Giannis is one of the top five players in the league, in my opinion. And the dude is a freak of nature. He's a freakish athlete. Probably he's the best 
big man within five feet of the, of the basketball since Shaquille O'Neal done it back in the prime of and apex of his career. Reason why Chicago, he was in Chicago doing a, and he was at a some at a, an event or something for a, a health company that he invested in, and, and they were in Chicago, and a reporter asked him about, you know, playing in Chicago in the near future, and I'm gonna read you the the quote that Giannis said, and it goes, quote, I think anybody you ask that question that plays basketball, if he said no, he'd be a liar. It's a team that won multiple championships. It's a team that one of the greatest players, if not the greatest players who ever played this game, played for. So it's a no-brainer. Everybody would love to play for Chicago, end quote. Now, Chicago Bulls haven't had a superstar caliber player since Michael Jordan. They've had some good players, you know, the Ben Gordons and Lou Aldangs and Carlos Boozer, and they had Derrick Rose for a short period of time with Jimmy Butler, Joe Kim Nola. But they haven't had that guy that can put them over the top. And the reason why he kind of he he did this in a nice generous way because this Chicago Porter had asked him from Fox Thirty Two Chicago, and Giannis, you know, I, I give him credit to you know to answer the question, and you know just you know give his thoughts on. It. I mean, I mean Chicago it's a, it's a bigger market. There's more publicity, and it's just a short drive from uh from Milwaukee, a short flight. Now, he still is on a, you know, Supermax deal he signed back in 2020 prior to them winning the championship in 2021. So, he's got four years, $228 million left on that deal. And not only that, he's in year 10, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't hit his prime yet. The, the young man's just getting started. I love watching Giannis play. I, I just get chills, you know, watching a guy, an athlete of that size and stature just impact both ends of the floor like he does. And his game evolves every year. For a kid that went from being skinny and no muscle mass to what he is now, it's, it's, it's a difference between night and day. Of course, won the MV, uh, finals MVP and, you know, delivered the Bucks their first championship in over, uh, since Kareem and, uh, uh, Oscar Robertson done it back in the 70s. I had to make sure I had that particular, those two paired up right. Um, Giannis, I mean, I mean, who knows? Who knows what Giannis wants to do whenever the time, you know, rolls around if he wants to leave Milwaukee and, you know, he's, you know, delivered a championship and he's going to spend a good chunk of his career there. I think he, I think he would, you know, be open to playing in Chicago. And it's just a matter of, you know, what, you know, how he feels at that time and, you know, what Milwaukee's going to be looking like roster-wise. And because they're not going to get a whole lot of free agents, they got to build their team through the draft. Now, they'll get some some nice role players, but as far as getting superstar players, they, they got to, the Milwaukee Bucks got to steal with Giannis in 2013. In all honesty, the best player in that draft, in my humble opinion, was Giannis. But Chicago, there's, I mean, very, it's a big market. Um, 
you have a lot more to do, even though it's not going to be much different from, you know, Milwaukee, you know, you're still in the, in the Midwest, and it ain't much different as far as the cold, but Milwaukee has built their team around Giannis. Everything that they've done to this present moment has been built around Giannis. The new arena, um, the fans love him, and I, if he decided to leave, I would not be mad because I, I believe Chicago would be uh, a team, a top three team during if if he were to go, they'd be a top three team. But this is, you know, this is 2022, and I think he won't be a free agent till 2026. 2027, somewhere along in there. So, well, it's just something to think about, something to see. You know, it's it's a sweet dream. I don't know. There's a quite a uh, there's Chicago Bulls fans, and I grew up a Bulls fan during you know the Michael Jordan uh, stop Bulls and you know the two three pizza but now that I wouldn't mind saying uh, Giannis in Chicago, but it's it's something to think about. You know, a nice little dream to kind of you know think about, but. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think he's he's committed to Milwaukee right now because they've got a team that's going to be on a little bit of revenge tour this year because they felt like if Chris Middleton hadn't got hurt, they're, they're probably playing the the defending champ Warriors in the finals, and that would have been something to see with Steph and Giannis and Clay and Draymond and a healthy Chris Middleton. I, I would have loved to see seen that finals, in all honesty. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll try to get the – Warriors and the Bucks in the finals. Alrighty, we're getting down to the last topic, ladies and gentlemen. My guy from the kid from Akron, LeBron James, is staying in LA for another two years. Two years, ninety-seven million dollars. That's 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 pretty awesome, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm happy for LeBron that he's able to you know keep his you know keep his family. In LA, his you know they love LA. You know, the Bryce and Bronny are are playing pretty well right now with you know Sierra Canyon. Bronny's is the senior, and his business has nearly tripled since he's been in LA. It's the entertainment capital of the world. But to the basketball side of it, during these meetings, I'm sure Rob Palinka sat down with. With LeBron and Rich Paul, his agent, and and they know a lot was discussed. You know what what are we gonna? What is the plan moving forward? We want to win as much as anybody, as bad as anybody. The last two years have been disappointments. Winning the championship in 2020, the injury bug hits in 2021, and they get bounced by Phoenix, and then we missed the playoffs last year with a. With the sideshow known as Russell Westbrook, I, 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 I wish we could get rid of him, but it, it's not happening. I'm not gonna get my hopes up at this point. But I'm sure Rob Palinka told LeBron they would do everything we can to, to put this team in title contention. We have a short, short window as of right now to get one more championship with you at playing at this. Uh, this high level going into the tw- into your twentieth season at age it'll be thirty eight on December thirtieth. A lot of skepticism because some of the media was saying, "Well, LeBron should take 
less money in order to, you know, give help the Lakers out, you know, go get some more help, you know, make a trade for Kyrie. Let's 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 get one thing clear, ladies and gentlemen. If LeBron had took a smaller deal, took maybe 15 million less, which should have been 30 million in the next two years, and the Lakers blew that money, that's he loses that, and everybody's gonna say, well, he's uh, he's a billionaire and he's done made 500 and roughly almost 600 million fully guaranteed in his playing career. I, I want to ask you this. If, if winning is the priority, you want to make sure you get that top dollar. I understand that. But LeBron James made it clear when he went back to Cleveland uh, in 2014 that he wasn't taking anything less than the max dollar. And I, I agree with him. I mean, he's he, took, he sacrificed the first tenure in Cleveland. He sacrificed going to Miami to team up with D. Wade and... Chris Bosch, and when he came back to Cleveland, he maximized those years. It's like, I'm, I'll, I want max dollars, and I'm going to maximize these years because I'm not going to commit to anything longer than a year at a time in order to help this team, you know, compete for championships. And it worked. What he learned in Miami, he was able to take back to Cleveland with him to build the Cavaliers into a championship contender, which made, you know, four strips of the finals. And they won a championship against the 73 win Golden State Warriors in 2016. Now, since he's been in LA, they've only they've been to the playoffs twice, winning the championship in 2020 in the Orlando uh, bubble. He's been banged up, and age and father time is catching up with LeBron. I know he's playing in summer league and all that which is good to kind of keep his body, you know, keep his legs fresh and everything, keep him in basketball shape. But you got to look at this roster. I think that was probably the point of emphasis, if, if I think correctly. And what I kind of seen in this little dream in my mind is that Rob Palenka told LeBron, Rich, Paul, that we're going to do everything we can to try to get Kyrie, even if we got to give up the picks, 2027, 2029 picks. Now, whether the Brooklyn Nets take the bait, that's yet to be seen. But I'm under the impression that we're stuck with Russ for one year, and then he'll leave next year. Unless he's on good behavior, and somehow, some way, you know, he gets it together. It's going to be interesting. His teammate, Anthony Davis, always down as my... My little brother from another mother, Bryson Carver, refers to him as always down because AD hasn't played a full season since arriving in L.A. in that 2019-2020 uh, season. It's been the knee. It's been the ankle. It's it's something with AD. It's like he plays a handful of games, and then he's down. LeBron carries his team for weeks at a time, and he's averaging a triple-double like he always has, and he's getting worn down as the season goes along. So whenever it's playoff playoff push, LeBron's legs, he's gassed. What What is one thing we know about LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen? The, the, the less amount of minutes he totals throughout a regular season, the fresher he'll be when you get to April, May, and June when you really need him. Because the way this constructed, this roster is constructed right now, it's going to be a tall task to get out the West. I this I'm not even joking. 
the Warriors are the defending champions. They're going to try to make it repeat. The Memphis Grizzlies are going to be a year older. They're going to feel like they've got it, what it takes to get out of the Western Conference. The Clippers, as much as it pains me to say that they're the better run organization right now, but the better coach and roster depth, they're going to be better with Kawhi Leonard coming back and Paul George being fully healthy. The Phoenix Suns, I'm not real high on them because it's going to be the same wash, rinse, and repeat. The Denver Nuggets, with Jabal Murray coming back, they're going to be a problem if they can get Michael Porter Jr. to stay healthy. The Mavericks are going to be a little bit better. And then it's the rest of the field in the Western Conference. because We don't know what's going to happen with Donovan Mitchell and Utah. Uh, Portland is kind of like a playing team right now because all they got is Damian Lillard. They're putting all the eggs in the basket for game. And Minnesota, I'm I'm not I'm not fully convinced that they can take the next step. I love Ant Ant Man. He's he's a baller, but I need someone to explain to me how Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns are gonna work together on the same court. I I need some clarification for that. If, if someone that's out there that is a basketball mind, please feel free to, to inbox me so we can talk about this. I, I, I need someone to really explain this to me because the trade made no sense. But the Western Conference is stacked, and LeBron knows it. He knows it. That he's got his work cut out for him. If he could play 60 games, I'm, I'm cool with that because he's going to have to have time off to for rest and nights off to get his body, make sure his body's in a pretty good shape. Because after the All-Star break, it's going to be playoff. It's going to be playoff push. Every game will matter from after the All-Star break. Because you got the trade deadline. And teams are going to be in the buyout market. LeBron knows it. And he needs AD to stay healthy to help him out. If they're trying to win, uh, try to get back to, to winning a championship. But like I said, LeBron James, he's, he's earned it. Earned, not given. Strike greatness. I'm happy for him. I just hope that this is a a happy season for the Lakers. Um, I'm hoping it's not a nightmare, but we'll we'll see. Wow. Oof. What a what what five segments we that went through that quick, and we're uh about thirty eight and a half minutes in. So I hope I. Brought the chaos tonight. I, I feel emptied right now because I don't have anything else to talk about. Other than my St. Louis Cardinals are playing pretty well right now. Shout out to the Cardinals. And my man Albert Pujols hit six a home run 691 tonight in uh, Arizona. Um, I'm happy that Albert's back. Hopefully hopefully my Cardinals can somehow get to that NL pennant and you know, take down the, the Nets and Dodgers, but that's going to be a tall task. But if there's a team that I believe in, it's my Cardinals. Midwest, Midwest kid, Midwest proud. Go Cardinals! A lot of preseason action going on. I'm I'm ready for football, folks. I'm, I'm ready for football. It, it's here. Um, my Cowboys. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be on the hype train for. This year, I, I love my Cowboys, but there's what could go wrong, can't go wrong for the Cowboys. If it's not Jerry Jones, Mike 
McCarthy, Stephen Jones. It, it's it's the Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. You you know the story. Um, I'm just I'm 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 loving this podcast and stuff right now. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, being a uh, an online college student for Full Sail, I've I've learned quite a bit, and this is just the beginning. The chaos is is just getting started, and I love it. I want my I want my audience. I want you all to feel entertained. Thank you feel the energy that I'm bringing each week. I, I thank you for taking time out to listen. I really, really do. Please feel free to send the the podcast link to your friends, your homeboys, your homegirls. If you want to have uh, listening parties on your on your television sets, feel, please feel free to screenshot it and tag it in your story and uh, use the handle Chaotic Sports Podcast. And that information can be found on my uh, on my Instagram page, chaotic underscore sports underscore podcast. So if you're listening, thank you, thank you. Subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. It helps the, the platform grow. And I'm I'm coming every week with the chaos, ladies and gentlemen. I this is this is what I want to do and hopefully everybody gets something out of it every week. Feel free to inbox me about, you know, particular topics or whatnot. I, I'm open. You know, I, I'll read your comments and, you know, get back with you as soon as I can. And as always, stay safe. Stay hydrated. Make sure your emotional and mental and physical health are good. If you need help, please let someone know. Go see a therapist if you need to a mental health therapist, a counselor, because life happens. Trust me, I'm, I'm in therapy right now myself. I've been in therapy for the last couple of years, as uh, I elaborated on uh, last week on my, my uh, podcast sentiments and everything that, you know, that's been going on the last few years, but I I, I thank God for y'all. I really do. Um, sports is a passion of mine. It's, it's therapy and release, so that's all the time I have for tonight. Once again, I love y'all. Be safe. God bless until we bring back another chaotic episode. Be sure to uh, be on the lookout for new content on my Instagram page. And, you know, feel free, you know, inbox, screenshot, tag. You know, I'm all for it. You know, I'll, I'll give you some love for, you know, showing me love in, in your story. I greatly appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patrick Brown. And that's all the chaos for tonight. God bless. Good night.